hallelujah. Brother Mays, I'm trying not to be the preacher tonight. I, I want you just to go ahead and take your liberty. Thank you so much for being obedient to the voice of God. And I want you to preach to me tonight, Elder. Come, take your liberty in the Holy Ghost. Praise. Oh, let's love him right now. Amen. Let's love him. God, I love you and I praise you and I magnify you, God. I'm asking you, God, to do great things in this house. I'm asking you, God, to do great things in this place, God. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Ah, how, oh, how excellent is thy name. Ah, my, my. Thank you, Jesus. I thought as Brother Regan was talking about going to the restaurant, and they say, well, they don't have this and they don't have that. I went into a restaurant one time. They didn't have anything. Amen. So I had to leave and go someplace else. Amen. Praise God. Amen. If you have your Bibles, Turn with me to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5. Amen. Good to see everyone here tonight. Amen. And uh, I, I'm not here to try to take the place of anyone. Amen. I'm here because your pastor asked me to be here. Amen. And uh, I believe God has got something in store for us tonight. I really do believe that. Amen. How many of you are really glad you got the Holy Ghost? I said, are you really glad you got the Holy Ghost? Ah, uh, why don't you act like it? Well, bless the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Luke chapter 5 verse starting at 17 amen when you have it say read and it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and the power of the Lord was present to heal them and behold men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy and they sought means to him to bring him in and to lay him before him and when they could not find by what they might bring him down in because of the multitude they went up upon the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus and when he saw their faith, he said unto them, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said unto them, He answering said unto them, What reason ye in your hearts? Whether is it easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Rise up and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power upon earth to forgive sins, 
he said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy couch, and go into thine house. And he immediately he arose up before them, and took up whereon he lay, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today. This miracle is also recorded in the Gospels of Matthew chapter 9 and Mark chapter 2. But Matthew doesn't give us as much information as Mark and Luke. However, Mark seems to go into a little bit more detail by stating that there were four men that brought the man with palsy to Jesus, while Luke just states men, but does not state how many there were. And Matthew only records that they brought to Jesus a man sick with palsy. Mark also gives just a little bit more detail on how the four men uncovered the roof where Jesus was and broke it up in order to let their friend down into the area where Jesus was. While Luke just simply states that they led him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus, and Matthew says nothing at all about tearing a roof off. Matthew records the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth, while both Mark and Luke record how Jesus reproved the scribes and the Pharisees when they accused him of speaking blasphemies and saying, Who can forgive sin but God alone? All three Gospels record where Jesus told them, Whether is it easier to say to the sick of the palsy, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and take up thy bed and walk. They all three record... Also, how that Jesus tells the man with the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go thy way into thine house. And all that Matthew says is that the man arose and departed to his house. But both Mark and Luke recorded the man immediately gets up before all of them, and he takes up the very bed he had been just previously laying on and departs to his own house, glorifying God. All three Gospels state how that everyone that was present were amazed and marveled and began to glorify God. Matthew says that they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men, while Mark records that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it on this fashion. But if you were paying attention, amen, when we read our text verse, you'll remember that Luke records they were all amazed. And they glorified God and were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today. And it's from Luke's recording of this miracle that I want to preach from the subject, Strange Things. Strange Things. I feel like God wants to do some strange things in the house tonight. Mm, God help me. Oh, why don't you help me pray right now in Jesus' name. God, I love you and I praise you and I magnify you tonight. God, I'm asking you to hear me. God, I'm asking you, God, put your anointing on me. I'm asking you, God, let the power of the Holy Ghost, God, come down on me. Because, God, I'm here, but I cannot even preach unless you send the preacher. I'm asking you to send the Holy Ghost now in Jesus' name. God, I'm asking you right now in the name of Jesus, let the Holy 
Ghost fall upon everyone in this place. God, give us ears to hear what the Spirit would speak to the church. God, we give you glory, we give you power, we give you honor. In the name of Jesus, God, we need you right now. In Jesus' name, God, we need you right now in the name of Jesus. I'm believing you, God. I'm believing you, God. I'm believing you, God. Oh, Jesus. Hear me, God. Hear me, God. Hear me today. God, I'm believing you, God. I'm thanking you for it. In Jesus' name, I stand upon your word. I claim your name. I plead your blood. In Jesus' name, turn, shake hands with somebody. Say, I'm glad you're in church tonight. God, praise God, amen. God bless you, you can be seated. I recently read some strange but true facts, and I found to be both interesting and even somewhat humorous. For example, I found out just like fingerprints, everyone's tongue's print is different. And that a sneeze travels out of your mouth at over 100 miles per hour. No wonder we're always told to cover our mouth when sneezing. I found out that a lightning bolt generates temperatures five times hotter than those found on the sun's surface. And for some strange reason, yet unknown, men are six times more likely to be struck by lightning than women. So men, be careful. I found out that camels have three eyelids to protect themselves from blowing sand while the placement of a donkey's eyes in its head enables it to see all four of its feet at all times and a giraffe can clean out its ears with its 21 inch long tongue I also found out that a jiffy is an actual unit of time amen for one one hundredth of a second and I don't want you to do this now, but uh, when you get home, you can take a piece of paper, and no piece of paper, uh, square, dry paper, can be folded more than seven times in half. No piece of paper. I tried it. That's the truth. <laughs> you also don't have to read very far in the Bible to discover that they're all kind of strange but true stories. Genesis chapter 1, you can read where, strangely enough, God made something out of nothing. Then right after God finished creating the heaven and the earth, right after bringing forth the sun, the moon, and the stars, and, and, uh, and the divine, calling divine order out of darkness and chaos, amen, <clears throat> along with the grass, the trees, the plants, and all the fish and the creatures of the sea, amen, the fowls of the air and the beasts of the field, God did something very strange. For verse 7 of the second chapter of Genesis records that God took nothing but the dust of the ground, formed and shaped that dust into a man, breathed into this man's nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Amen. So remember when you get to thinking that you're really something, you're nothing but dust. Then in the 17th and 18th chapters of Genesis, God makes not only a strange promise, but it was also unheard of. And to the human mind, it seems to be an impossible promise. God tells a 99-year-old man and a 90-year-old woman by the names of Abraham and Sarah that in one year they'd have a son. 
But then in the 21st chapter of Genesis, you can read where that strange promise was fulfilled. In the book of Exodus chapter 3, you can read about a very strange occurrence of a bush on fire. Amen. But not being consumed by the fire. And even stranger was the fact that God spoke to a man by the name of Moses out of this burning bush. Most of us at least know God utilized that burning bush, amen, to call Moses to lead the children of Israel out of bondage in Egypt. And when Moses told God that uh, he was having a little difficult time believing that the children of Israel uh, would believe him or listen to what he had to say, God said, what's that in your hand? Well, Moses said, well, it's just a rod. It's just a common staff. So God said, cast it to the ground. Moses cast it to the ground. Strangely enough, it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it, and I would have too. Amen. But even stranger than that, God told Moses, put forth a hand and take it by the tail. And I can imagine Moses scratching his head and saying, oh, God. And Moses stretched out his hand somewhat hesitantly, I'm, I'm sure, and got a hold of it again, and instantly it became a rod in his hand. We also know about the strange plagues that God used to free the children of Israel from bondage under Pharaoh in Egypt. There were ten of these strange plagues, the water turning into blood, the frogs, the lice, and flies. They were followed by diseased livestock, the boils, the hailstorm with fire raining down among the hail, the locusts, and the darkness upon the land, and finally the death of all the firstborn, both human and beast. Strange things. In the book of Numbers, chapter 22, you can read about a strange event where a donkey spoke to an errant prophet by the name of Balaam. Strange but true. Then in 1 Kings, chapter 17, there are several strange things that are recorded. One of the first strange things that happens is after telling King Ahab there would be no dew or rain. Amen. For three years, God tells the prophet Elijah to go and hide by the brook Cherith. He was to drink from the brook, and then God said something very unusual and strange. He told Elijah, I have commanded the ravens to feed thee there. Elijah went and did what God told him to do, and God kept this strange promise because verse 6 of 1 Kings chapter 17 states, And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drank of the book. Talk about strange. God used a bird to bring bread and meat to a man of God. And according to the Old Testament law, it was considered an unclean bird at that. And when the brook finally dried up because of the drought, amen, uh, God issued Elijah another strange order and told him to go to a place called Zarephath because there was a widow woman that would provide food and lodging for him there. And Elijah does what God tells him to do only to find out that the widow woman, amen, says she has only enough meal and oil to make one last cake of bread for her and her son. And they no doubt will die. And so right after hearing this widow woman tell him there's only enough meal and oil to make a little cake of bread, Elijah strangely tells her, he said, you make me a little cake first. And bring it unto me, and after that you make for you and your son. Because God said for me to tell you that the barrel of meal shall not waste. Neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And strangely enough, she believed the man of God. And I wonder how many of us would have the courage to do what she did. 
Amen. We can talk about it and rejoice about the miracle, but when it comes down to us, how many of us? God not only provided for Elijah, but also for the widow woman, her son, because verse 16 says, And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. And sometime during this time, the widow woman's son fell sick and died and was brought back to life by Elijah in a very strange manner. For Scripture tells us that Elijah picked up the lifeless body of the widow's son took him to the loft where the widow had provided a bed for Elijah and laid the boy on the bed and stretched himself upon the child three times and cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord, my God, I pray thee, let this child's soul come into him again. And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the soul of the child came back unto him again, and he revived. Strange but true. We read in the book of 2 Kings about a strange incident when an axe head comes off the handle and falls into Jordan River and the man of God throws a stick into the water in the same area where the axe head fell into the water in total defiance of the laws of physics. Uh, that axe head comes to the surface of the water. In the book of Daniel, chapter 3, we read about them three Hebrew boys, uh, amen, cast into the fiery furnace and not even getting one hair on their, hair, one hair on their head singed, uh, amen, and they came out of it without any burns, without even the smell of smoke on them. And in chapter 6, we read where Daniel is thrown into the lion's den, and the lions mysteriously lose their appetite. Again, all strange but true. And if I was not trying to be mindful of the time tonight, I could go on and on and relate very many more stories and strange things that took place within the Bible. For it has many, many more stories of strange but true, marvelous things. But instead, I want to take a look at the verses where we've taken our text. On this particular day, Jesus was teaching. There was a very large crowd that had gathered to hear him. And among the crowd were Pharisees and doctors of law sitting by that had come out from every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. While Jesus is teaching, four men carry a man that's paralyzed with some form of palsy and some sort of a carrying bed trying to get their friend to Jesus. Amen. God, I hope I have some friends like that. Amen. After trying to get through every door and every window only to find out every access point was blocked uh, by crowds of people, these men uh, decided they were not going to let that stop them. Uh, they just got up on the roof of the house and started tearing the roof tiling off, uh, amen, to get this man down into the very presence of Jesus. Uh, and when Jesus saw their faith, uh, he immediately, uh, amen, to the man that was paralyzed with the palsy said, man, thy sins uh, be are forgiven thee. Oh, immediately the scribes and Pharisees began to deliberate and dispute among themselves by saying, Who does this guy think he is? He can speak such blasphemies. Who can forgive sins but God alone? But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, told them. He said, What's easier to say? Thy sins be forgiven thee? Or to say, rise up and walk. And just so you will know that the Son of Man hath power upon earth to forgive sin. Watch this, boys. 
And in front of all of them, Jesus told the man that was paralyzed with palsy, he said, I say unto thee, arise and take up that couch and go unto thine house. And as soon as Jesus said that, immediately the paralyzed man got up and picked up whatever type of bed he'd been carried in on and headed back to his own house. He was praising and glorifying God. And in verse 26, from where we've taken our subject title, we are told that the entire crowd that witnessed this incredible miracle were simply amazed, and they glorified God, and they were filled with fear, saying, we have seen strange things today. Ah, I'm telling you, man, we've seen something strange happen here. Everyone that witnessed this remarkable miracle that day were utterly astonished uh, and they were shocked and stunned uh, by the very power of God that can cause a paralyzed man to come up uh, off the very bed that he'd been lowered down through the roof on uh, and they became fearful and said, we've seen strange things today because they'd never seen uh, anything strange like this happen before. And the term strange things that's used in this verse in the Greek means extraordinary or contrary to expectation. What is so amazing to me about this story is the very first verse of Scripture in our text reading says that on this particular day that Jesus was teaching, uh, there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting there and they had come out from every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Here we read that a very large crowd had included the so-called spiritual elite of the day. Amen. The Pharisees and the doctors of law had come from all over. And they were sitting there listening to Jesus teach. And they didn't even recognize the fact, amen, that the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Those religious gurus had come from all over. But really, what had they come for? Did they come hoping to obtain a revelation of who Jesus really was? Did they come hoping to see a tremendous outpouring of God's Spirit? Did they come expecting to witness a mighty miracle by this man, Jesus? Did they come anticipating anything exceptional, unusual, or out of the ordinary? They came for all the wrong reasons because when they set out of their own mouths that they had seen strange things today, they let everyone know that they didn't come uh, expecting anything extraordinary to happen. Bear with me, church. I'm going somewhere. They didn't come expecting anything miraculous or sensational to happen. They only came expecting the ordinary. Can I hear an amen? amen? They only came expecting the usual. They only came uh, expecting to experience a typical routine they'd become accustomed to in the synagogue. God help me. 
They didn't come thinking that today the power of the Lord would be present to heal them and deliver them. They didn't come expecting anything phenomenal to transpire. They didn't come with hungry hearts. They came with a critical attitude and a judgmental spirit. And while I'm here, I'm sure that there were some in the crowd expecting to see a miracle. They were waiting and wanting to see a miracle. But it sure wasn't the Pharisees and the doctors of law, especially to see a paralyzed man not only healed, but told that his sins were forgiven him as well. Oh, God, help me. And I cannot help but wonder, God, help me, if we as apostolics have become more like those Pharisees and doctors of law than what we care to admit. What is it that we come for tonight expecting? Did we come to church uh, expecting the power of God will be present to heal, to deliver, and oh God, and even to forgive sin? Uh, did we come, oh God, did we come expecting a tremendous outpouring uh, of the power of the Holy Ghost? Uh, oh God, help me, Jesus. Uh, did we come anticipating uh, anything extraordinary could happen? Uh, oh God, help me, Jesus. Uh, uh, did we come believing anything miraculous, uh, exceptional, unusual? Usual and extraordinary, or have we gotten so used to the ritual of just having church as usual that, oh God help me, that we no longer expect anything strange or out of the ordinary to happen? When and where did we come so accustomed and comfortable with nothing more than ordinary church that we quit expecting a mighty move of the Holy Ghost every time we come to church? Oh, God, help me. When did we start coming to church? without a spirit of expectancy uh, that the power of God uh, would be present to give hope to the hopeless. Uh, amen. Love to the loveless uh, and replace sadness with joy unspeakable uh, and replace pain with purpose. Uh, at what point did we lose our passion, uh, our zeal, and our desire to experience strange things when we come to church? As an apostolic saint of God, we should always come expecting to see strange things. I'm not talking about strange things as in eerie, weird, or creepy, but in divinely strange, wonderfully and amazingly strange, miraculously strange, those beautiful supernatural strange things that we have no explanation for other than it has to be God at work. I think I've been around here long enough to say that the burden and the cry of your pastor's heart is that he also wants to see some strange things happening in the church where God has placed him as that as pastor. And for that matter, if you claim this church, amen, you should as well. Oh, God, help me. You shouldn't be content to come and have ordinary church. Let 
let me say it again. I said none of us. And I'm going to do my best Why I'm here, Brother Rick. And I'm going to do my best to have a move of God. I don't care if nobody else wants to praise him. I want to praise him. I don't care if nobody else wants to leap. I'm going to leap for joy. I don't care if nobody else wants to run. I'm going to run. Oh, God. And be happy with just mundane church. You should never be satisfied, amen, to come and just go through the motions, amen, type of church routine. You ought to come to church wanting and expecting God to work in your life, in your family, and in your church. Oh, God, oh, God. You ought to come to every service expecting and anticipating the miraculous. You ought to come to service every time expecting the power of God to be present. You ought to come to church believing that God will do exceeding abundance above all you can ask or think oh somebody love him right now why don't you stand to your feet and give God the praise right now Somebody love him right now. Oh, God. You ought to come to church just like those four men that brought Jesus. Amen. In our text. Amen. They brought that man who was paralyzed with palsy. They came with purpose and they came with passion. They came expecting Jesus to do the miraculous. They came looking for and expecting a miracle. They didn't come just expecting another humdrum, ho-hum church. Oh, God, they didn't come just expecting another typical normal service. They came expecting anything. Ah, but normal and everything but typical. I wish some of you would come expecting anything but normal and everything but typical. These men knew their friend needed help. And they also knew that Jesus was their only hope. They knew that Jesus was the only one that could help him. They had the passion and the purpose to do what was actually a very personal work. And because of this, amen, they came ready to do whatever it took to get their friend into a place, amen, where Jesus was and get him into his presence. They had to work through some difficult situations to get their friends into the presence of Jesus. First, they had to fight the crowd. When they got there, it was a totally packed house. God, give us a packed house. In the name of Jesus, right now, lift up your hands and ask God to give us a packed house. Come on, young people, believe God for some other young people. Ah, come on, come on, middle-aged folks, believe God for some more. Oh, Jesus.
they got there, it was a totally packed house, standing room only. Didn't even apply in this situation because you couldn't even get inside the door. Not only did they have to fight the crowd, they had to fight the negative circumstance. Every access point was jammed. At that point, a lot of people would have given up and said, oh, well, we tried. But I guess it just wasn't meant to be. It's just too much trouble. But not these men. <laughs> these men didn't let the negative circumstances stop them. These men were so determined to have church uh, that they took their friend up on the roof uh, and they made an opening uh, and they lowered the man right down in front of Jesus. Uh, no doubt it was hot on that roof. Uh, their friend was heavy and they were probably soaking wet with sweat uh, when they finally made that hole in the roof big enough to lower him down. Uh, oh God, give us some sweaty apostolic church, God. Uh, give us some sweaty apostolic church. Uh, no doubt they even face criticism and ridicule for doing what they did but it didn't make any difference to them because they only had one thing on their mind they not only came to church but they came to church to have church and they wasn't going to leave being denied oh god they came to church not only with purpose and passion, but more importantly, they came with faith. Because verse 20 of our text says, and when he saw their faith, he said unto him, man, thy sins are forgiven thee. I want you to notice, it does not say when Jesus saw their effort. It does not say when Jesus saw their persistence. It does not even say when Jesus saw their determination. No, no, no. It says when Jesus saw their faith. And when you come to church, you not only ought to come with purpose and with passion, but more importantly, you need to come to church with faith, 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 just a little bit of faith. It don't take a whole lot. Just use what you got. Faith, faith. Somebody ought to praise him right now. Ah, Somebody lift up your hands and say, God, increase my faith. God. Musicians come. Faith that says no matter what the circumstance, I come to have church. I don't care if I've had a bad day, if I'm down in the dumps, amen. If I feel lousy in my body, I'm coming to have church. I'm going to worship God. Faith that says no matter what type or how many obstacles that are in the way, I've come expecting the miraculous. Ah, God. Faith that says no matter who is here or who isn't here, I've come expecting God to move in a great way. Oh, God.
faith that says no matter what's gone wrong in my life I'm going to get into the presence of God oh, I'm, telling, I'm preaching to somebody tonight I said I'm preaching to somebody you've been letting circumstance keep you down and keep you bound you need to get in the presence of God with faith, faith, faith just a little bit of faith You need to come with faith that says no matter what barriers and hindrances have gotten in my way, I'm going to find a way to get what I need from Jesus. Somebody going to help me preach. I said, is anybody going to help me preach? I said, is anyone going to help me preach? Faith that says, I refuse to have normal church. I refuse to have ordinary church. I refuse to have mundane church. And further, I refuse to come and sit and just be an onlooker. I come to be a participant. come amen with faith that says no matter if anyone else does or doesn't I'm gonna worship God hey I think we're still apostolic I said I believe the last time I checked we're still apostolic I said I believe the last time I looked we're still apostolic Faith that says, I've come to see some strange things happen. I've come to see some glorious things. And some of those divinely strange things that only God can do. Oh, God. Faith that just simply says, if I can't get to him one way, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to get to him another way. I'll tear the roof off of my doubt and unbelief if I have to. I I will remove the obstacle that stands in the way of getting a mighty move of the Holy Ghost. Now, since I've been here, I've seen these two boys run. You know what I've never seen? Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think I've ever seen any of you young girls run. We're still apostolic. 
And I'm going to tell somebody, faith is what it takes to move mountains. Faith is what it takes to bring signs. Faith is what it takes to bring faith, wonders, and miracles. Faith is what brings forgiveness of sins. Faith is what brings revival. Ah, somebody shout out revival. Ah, those men came expecting revival. They, did, they came expecting to see their friend healed in the presence of God. What did you come for tonight? What did you... Oh, God, what did you come for tonight?